handoff to Debo, off the right side, gets wide, down the sideline, diving for the end zone, touchdown, San Francisco! Debo is an absolute beast. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Niners Nation podcast. Obviously, by now you know the news, Debo Samuel has requested a trade. Instead of coming out with our Wednesday podcast, The Shanna Plan, and then our Thursday podcast, The Gold Standard Podcast, we're going to combine the two into one emergency pod because the news broke right as we were taping both of them. So what you're going to get in this episode is the combined reaction of both Kyle Posey and Akash Anavarathan and myself with Levin Black. It's a jumbo emergency podcast. Let's get right to it. We'll start with Kyle Posey and Akash, and then we'll get to me and Levin. Breaking news, Jeff Darlington. I just spoke to wide receiver Debo Samuel, and he told me that he has asked the 49ers to trade him. He Holy did not want to discuss smokes. specific reasons behind his request, but he has indeed let the 49ers know his desire to leave the organization more to come. Breaking news right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, my goodness. So it's real. It's real. It is really real. Um, yeah, man. So we got to talk about it again. Remember, we it would be naive to, to ignore all of that. Dang, Told you, man. Like, why can't we just have a normal day? Why can't, why can't we just go along with things? So it's going to happen, right? Like if, if this is happening a week before the draft, there's a good chance that he's going to be traded within the next week. Now the question is who? Now the question is, which team is going to come? What are they going to offer? Are the 49ers going to respect that trade request is another angle that we should look at because he could request a trade probably because he felt like he was being slighted based on the contract. This is nuts, man. Um, what do, where do we go from here? Like what? He's going to get traded more than likely. And it sucks because... All of this was due to just being disrespected. Like, I imagine that's where it came from. Um, because he felt like he was lowballed and there was no turning back from that, essentially. Like, players are different. You don't know what you're going to get from, like, let's say that they lowballed a George Kittle. Kittle's probably not going to be, like, he's not going to waver. Like, he doesn't think anything of it. When a guy like Debo, who is probably nothing like Kittle in that sense, and now he feels disrespected. He wants out. He wants nothing to do with the 49ers. And Ian Rappaport just doubled down. The trade request came in more than a week ago. The 49ers have been aware of Debo's feelings for a while. This is why there has been no talks. Jeez, man. Jeez. He was, he was we, we, were, we were texting last night. We were texting last night. I, I wish we could publish them. But KP and I, we were like, you know, this is a little weird that Adam Schefter was saying this on, on Monday. Like, where is this coming from? We're like, has Debo requested a trade? Clearly, it's getting out there for some reason. He's going to get traded. He's asked out. Niners are probably shopping him. He got seven days before, eight days before the draft. He's going to get traded at this point. It's a matter of where, what they're getting in return, what they're going to do with those picks. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, man. Not, not, not great because how think about what this sets up for the future. Um, so we just went through this with DeForest Buckner and I'm not saying that it's the same situation, but if you keep doing this to players, what is that? What kind of signal are you, you sending to the rest of the locker room, man? 
it there's I don't think that this will look you know this will look good no matter how you slice it for the 49ers um pretty speechless here man just because of how well or how quickly this escalated um I mean I'm it sucks because in this sense I'm always pro player I'm always like so I'm team I would be team Debo in this situation if you feel like you're disrespected and you're not getting the money you feel like you're worth ask out like the organizations they're going to cut you whenever they feel like you're not up to par where you're not you know living up to the standard they wanted you to so um the players it should be a player's league but from a team building standpoint there's no replacing Debo Samuel man and I feel like people need to get that across even so we're talking about Trey I would still take 10 for Debo I want to acknowledge that they are not going to get a player anywhere near the level um, as Debo Samuel at number 10. Um, He might get there eventually, but in 2022, that's just not going to happen. I don't know where to go from this. I'm speechless, man. I'm going to need a few minutes to to process everything that's going on. Woo, this next week, man, it is going to spiral out of control. I I agree. And a couple things, right? You can get – really good value for Debo Samuel. It's as high as it's going to be, right? He just had a healthy season, all pro season, et cetera. There's teams that need wide receivers. You're going to get a haul for him in return. You're probably not also going to get a a singular player that's going to be as impactful as Debo Samuel was this past season. I, I watched some of the highlights and some of his games at the end of the season. He literally put the team on his back. He put the offense on his back in different games. Against the Rams in Week 18, against Dallas in the wildcard playoff game, against the Rams in the championship game in Green Bay. They just handed them the ball in plays, and he just made magic happen. And it's unfortunate it's come to this, right? But I get it. I get it if you're Debo Samuel. If you feel disrespected, if you feel you're not getting what you deserve, I get it. I get it if you're the 49ers because you probably feel like you don't want to pay him $60, 75000000 million guaranteed. I get it. I get it. Dang, man. I don't know where we go from here. I really don't have much else to add. It's going to be just conjecture season for the next week. Um, I wonder if we start to see other teams pop up. Go ahead. Talk to me. Ian Rappaport, the 49ers have been looking to make offers for a long-term deal with wide receiver Demo Samuel, and, but he's been unwilling to engage. This is why. Unclear where this goes from here, but Samuel wanting out is the latest in the big name wide receiver drama. And Tim Tim Kawakami says that the Texans are a team to team to watch for a possible Debo Samuel trade. That would be so shitty if they sent him to the Texans, man. <laughs> there's, I, they, if they are going, if they're willing to do Jimmy right, there's no way they would send uh, Debo to the Texans. That would be just oh, the the biggest slap in the face. Okay, man. Um, I, I don't know where else to go from here. I think. I think we're good here. I, I feel like the minute we log off, though, a team's going to pop up. So uh, let's before we get out of here, let's make some predictions. OK, we've got more more news. So Ian Rappaport says money is not the root of the issues for Debo. Otherwise, that would be fixed with a big offer. But there are also issues with how he's used. OK, are they offering him high end, you know, Derrick Henry running back money to low star wide receiver money because of that? Um, I always wondered that. And we talked about that a little bit during the year with, with, as the carries mounted, as he was used more and more as a running back, would the 49ers use him or would the 49ers throw that in his face? Like, 
What do you mean you want a wide receiver money? What do you what do you mean you want to be paid like Devonta Adams? You have all these carries, and uh, it it I just I will never side with an organization in this in this um instance, and I just can't imagine Debo's being treated fairly. And maybe that's not even on my part. And maybe you know I'm being too pro player here, but it it just was never going to end in the way that both sides hope for, if that's true. So. Ah, giant side, man. Unfortunate, but nah, I, yeah, I don't know where else to go from here. What do you have anything? Nothing, man. I'm just frantically scrolling Twitter as I uh, listen to, <laughs> to see if uh, see what's going on. This team is never boring. They consistently yeah. provide content. If you're in the content business like we are, there's always something to talk about, to write about, whatever. But uh, I got nothing else to add. I guess we'll hop on and. Uh, the next time episode 89 rolls around, there's a chance Debo Samuel's now on the 49ers. Is, is Debo going to get traded before Jimmy, man? You know how stupid that would be? <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we talk about. And I feel like if there was a prop bet that was like Debo Samuel on the team less shorter than Jimmy Garoppolo, it would have been like plus 2,000. There's just some outrageous odds. What is good, everybody? Welcome to an emergencies podcast. This is technically the gold standard podcast, but it's an emergency Niners Nation podcast here because, oh man, do we have news? I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. With me is the human wet blanket, Levin Black. Levin, what's going on? With me? Not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> With the rest of the 49ers, there's some stuff going on. Uh, uh- it, it's definitely uh, something that some of us have been saying for a while now that there there were warning signs there was smoke and now we know for a fact there is fire. Yeah, it is not just fire. It is a dumpster fire because that's what this offseason has been for the San Francisco 49ers. If anybody doesn't know by now, Debo Samuel has officially requested a trade. We got the news from Jeff Darlington just moments ago, really, as we record this. Other insiders have begun to chime in on the situation. Reportedly, some of the issue is not just money. It's also with how Debo has been used. And look, I've got a thousand takes on this, Levin. But the first thing I think of is this has been a complete dumpster fire of an offseason by the 49ers. You had three jobs this offseason. One, get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Two, extend Debo Samuel. Three, extend Nick Bosa. And right now, the 49ers have not done any of this, and we are facing a world where Debo Samuel is off the 49ers before Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is a failure by John Lynch. It's a failure by Kyle Shanahan. It is a failure by Jed York. Nobody gets this organization's ducks in a row, and it is coming back to bite them in the ass right now. Yeah, they try to play things too perfectly, I think, at times. Like, they're, they're waiting on the perfect situation rather than just facing the facts of what it is. And what it is is you have a quarterback that you might value, but the rest of the league doesn't. And it was better to move on sooner rather than later. And now their whole habit of lowballing on their first offer, which there's a difference between making an offer that is the first offer, knowing that you're probably going to be countered and coming up, and lowballing it and insulting people. Now, we know George Kittle was insulted by the first one. His agent literally said it, told the media that it was a, in a, I can't remember the exact quote, but said that it was insulting. So the risk you run there, some people aren't as forgiving. 
you know, Debo probably feels like, look, I put my career on the line playing running back for you. And then you're going to come in and give me that offer. You know what I mean? Like that, that could be right there into the relationship where he felt insulted and he's not willing to go back. Cause some people are like that. And I can't necessarily blame them. You know, if, if I think I'm worth, you know, 22, 23 million a year and you come in at 15 after what I just did for you, you know, if I risk my life, I would be pissed. Put yourself in, in, in a similar situation for whatever job you do, you know, say, say you're making, I don't know, $20 an hour and you're going for a job that, you know, pays $30 an hour and they come in with their first offer offering you 21, you're probably pissed and not wanting to negotiate and talk to them. I mean, this is, I cannot believe that we are here. I cannot believe how many times have I said that with this, with this organization and this regime. And it just goes to show Super Bowl windows open and close really fast in the NFL. You can't just assume that next year is going to be a continuation of the year before. This is just an example of how fast things can change. The comments are coming in so fast. Um, this is one I don't agree with, but I want to get to it. I, I apologize. There's no way I'm going to be able to pronounce your name correctly. Uh, but the comment is, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. He was not going to work with Trey Lance style of play anyway. That's ridiculous. Okay. The 49ers should have been spending this offseason propping up Trey Lance, doing everything they could to make life easier for Trey Lance. That's why this loss of Debo Samuel, if they decide to trade him, and we can get to that later, Levin. But if Debo is traded, that's that loss really hurts Trey Lance because Debo's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Just think of that Bears game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy throws that screen pass backwards, and Debo takes it 83 yards down the field. Debo's the perfect kind of player for an inexperienced quarterback because he can take a short pass break six tackles and keep the offense moving down the field. So your quarterback doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't always have to read the defense perfectly and throw into tight windows and to turn on Debo Samuel. Now, just because he's not happy with his employment situation, don't blame Debo for that. To me, the blame has to go on the organization. Doesn't necessarily need blame. You know, it could just be, the Niners are not willing to pay a wide receiver $25 million and Debo is holding firm on wanting a number that the Niners are unwilling to pay. It could be a DeForest-Buckner situation where I don't think anybody was to blame for that. I don't blame Buckner for wanting more money up front, and I also don't blame the Niners for being unwilling to do that and trading him. It could be one of those situations. Now, there are a lot of layers to this, and the first layer that popped in my head as I was running downstairs to get a hat, because you told me we were going live, <laughs> was it's interesting that Debo went public with it. Because the whole DeForest Buckner situation came out of the blue where nobody even knew he was being shopped. Mm -hmm. And two months later, suddenly he's traded and turns out he had been getting shopped for two months and his agent was working on a deal. Has that already happened is my first reaction. Has Debo's agent already been trying to find a deal? And what it is is they didn't find enough to, for the Niners to pull the trigger. So now he's going public to try to force a trade, a trade that the Niners don't get the return that they're looking for. You know, I, I don't think it's uncommon. I think most fans would fall under the impression that they need a, a good first round pick in return for this, plus at least a second round pick. Maybe nobody's offering that. 
you know, the, the Jets offer for Tyreek Hill was a bunch of second round picks and a third, basically. Yes. So what if that's what the offer is? Would you accept that? I personally wouldn't. No. I, I need the 10th from the Jets, and the Jets are the most likely trade partner. I need the num- number 10 pick, period. That's the start of negotiations. Well, okay, before we get to that, let's get to the possibility, because Adam Schefter just tweeted this seven minutes ago, and he you kind of saw this coming from what Schefter said last night when he said, oh, the Niners want to sign Debo, but he's not engaging. That was clearly San Francisco trying to grease the skids and control the narrative for when they traded Debo Samuel. But Schefter just tweeted this. Just because Debo has requested a trade doesn't mean the 49ers have to make one. But it is, at the very least, one more gigantic subplot to mix into draft week with other teams now figuring out ways to land one of the league's top weapons. If I'm the 49ers, I don't trade Debo. And here's here's where I'm coming from on this. If the problem really is not about money, if the problem is just about usage, just go to Debo, ask him how he wants to be used, and then use him that way. Like, are we sure that this can't be fixed? I think it's BS is what I think the whole narrative of. It's the way he's being used. I, I don't believe that. One, he was excited all season. He called himself a wingback and then backtracked the next week because he realized what that does for contract negotiations. But he literally went to Kyle and probably the play of the season and said, give me the ball. And he got a rush for a touchdown on the first play of the drive. I think it was the 29-yard touchdown. Like, you don't get to do that. Plus, the acquiring team, nobody's going to trade what the Niners want under the stipulation that he can't be utilized except for only as a wide receiver. Like, a lot of his value is his rushing ability or screen ability and stuff from behind the line of scrimmage. Like, you, you don't get to demand how you're utilized that doesn't work you know if i'm if i'm an acquiring team and i'm hearing that i'm needing to confirm that and if it's confirmed i'm saying i'm out i'm not trading for this guy the other thing i want to get to is you know how much of this is is maybe arrogance on the 49ers part you know maybe they think hey we can just get somebody else in there and be good enough you know, Kyle loves wide receivers. We know that Kyle is very, very confident in his system. Maybe he thinks, hey, this is the number we want to sign him at. And if he doesn't want to agree to it, whatever, we'll trade him. We'll get assets. And my offense is good enough to overcome that. To me, if that is what he's thinking, that's incredibly arrogant and it's stupid. And it's going to make the 49ers worse this season. It's going to make Lance worse this season. And it's again, it kind of goes back to what I've been saying with Kyle somebody's got to be able to talk some sense to him. And if that's what's going on, that the 49ers are worse off for it. It all depends on what the contract negotiations are, right? Like if the Niners are offering him 22, 23 million a year with a lot of guarantees and Debo saying, no, I want 25 because he's looking at the Tyreek and Devante deals that are misleading in a lot of ways because they have this massive average annual value but they're not actually that because there's a couple of years tacked on to artificially increase the AAV. Whereas in reality, they're, you know, they're 23 million, 24 million. They didn't really reset the market like it seems on the surface. So it all depends on what Debo is demanding and what the Niners are offering on whether or not I'm okay with the decision. There is a scenario where I'm, I don't blame the Niners for trading him. 
it all depends on where they're at in the negotiations. If it comes out that they offered the 23, 23 or 23 million a year and Debo pushed back on it because he wanted it fully guaranteed. You know, what if he's wanting full guarantee on, on a four year deal at 23 million a year, then the Niners don't have a choice. You can't do that. Why the not? Niners cannot fully guarantee that because you need outs, especially Why? for a player that's had some injuries. I mean, who hasn't had injuries? You know, that's a common fallback. Show me the NFL player that's never gotten hurt, especially at a wide receiver. Cooper Cup tore his ACL. He missed time. Like, it happens. You know, I I just look at this offseason as a whole, and it has been a complete disaster. And I don't know if it's – I don't know. There's probably plenty of blame to go around, whether it's Prague Marate trying to win this negotiation and not realizing that it's not – the value of squeezing the extra dollar away well, from Debo is not worth – losing the player I, I i don't i don't go the parag route because he's not the top guy so if parag is doing that that's where you have a john lynch and you have a jed york who steps in and says hey idiot get out of the way and pay him and let me just say this because i heard a lot of shit this offseason and you've been there with me levin where are the stands where are the people give me the people Oh, Debo scrubbing his social media is not a big deal. You're just making stuff up. The 49ers always wait to do extensions till July. Well, guess what we just found out? The Niners have been trying to sign Debo, and they can't do it. So I don't want to hear all you idiots telling me this isn't a big deal. You're just trying to stir up controversy. You're Grant Cohn. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not a real 49er fan. Well, guess what? It's April 20th, and the Niners' best offensive player wants nothing to do with the team anymore. So all you people that sat there and told me that I was an idiot, I don't know what I'm talking about, and this wasn't a big deal, where are you now? I just come at me. Hit up my mentions. Comment right now on the streams. Like, where are you? Where I'm tired of being told that we can't tell what's going on here. This is not brain surgery. It's the NFL. Anyone that has followed the league with any amount of consistency for the period of time that we have been following the league can see how these things play out, Levin. I, I just, I'm tired of this narrative from 49er fans that want sunshine and rainbows all the time. That's just not how it works. It's amazing the difference a week makes. A week ago, I was getting ratioed getting tweeted by, you know, the spreadsheet and others basically saying I'm a moron for posting screenshots of four players that they got done in March or earlier for extensions and also mentioning that one of these never got his extension because he ended up trading. So, you know, that was in response to the people saying, I'm not worried at all that he scrubbed his Instagram because the Niners prefer to get deals done in July because they did that twice. Right. And, you know, a week ago, I was making the point that two times doesn't make the rule. And here's examples of times that they didn't wait. And I got ratioed for that. You know, everybody's saying, no, no, those those guys are set to be free agents. Lombardi tweeted me, you know, that's a spreadsheet saying it, that they always get the deal done when basically the time limit is up. So you shouldn't expect anything till training camp, blah, blah, blah. Well, here we are. You know, that was one week ago. So there's a lot of people out there that need to stop playing the uh, good guy to the team all the time and admit that there is smoke. You're not like a week ago. I wasn't saying, oh, this 
this is terrible. Debo's definitely not getting extended. I just tweeted yesterday saying I still lean towards Debo gets extended. Right. Like, all we were saying was there's smoke here. It's not necessarily going well. You know, I got I got uh, in an argument because I people were wanting to pick apart the fact that I said Debo and the team were at odds because they haven't come to an agreement. So that's the only possibility because, you know, they've exchanged contracts. <laughs> right. Like, okay, well, it's very clear they're at odds, and they're not just at odds. They're in separate camps now where they're not wanting to come together. At least one side's not wanting to come together. Which, by the way, I think we should say, get this in earlier than later, there's still, I think, a possibility that he comes back. This I could agree. be a negotiating tactic where he's trying to go public with a trade demand to get the Niners to up their offer and get this done so that they don't have this PR nightmare coming. It is amazing how some people are willing to turn on Debo Samuel like yeah. so f- quickly. It is so pathetic. Like there's com- I can't even put up the comment, but, but this guy Gregory says Debo is a blank anyway. His question and answers on Instagram a while back. He had a bunch of fans ask questions and after it, he was still on live and said, what a bunch of weirdos talking about his fans by Debo. So you're telling me you're done with Debo Samuel now that if the 49ers somehow work this out, you don't want Debo on the team. That's ridiculous. You'd be sitting there cheering on him. The guy wants to be used a certain way and he wants to be paid what he deserves to be paid. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I put the blame on the 49ers. Honestly, this has been, this is the off season that they should have been building up this team to make a Super Bowl run. And instead, all they've done is sign Chavarius Ward. That's it. That's all they've done. They kept Jimmy Garoppolo. They handcuffed themselves to not be able to sign free agents because they didn't cut him and they couldn't trade him. So there was at least $18.5 million that was doing nothing for them in any way, shape, form, or fashion. They haven't made, they haven't been aggressive on any of the free agents and they didn't handle their own business. So what is going on with it? Don't blame Debo, blame the organization. Let me ask you this, Levin. How could this offseason have gone worse for the 49ers? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, obviously they could have struck out at cornerback, but they had enough money to get somebody. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. The offseason as of now has not been good. I mean, they still have a hole at safety. People trying to claim Hufanga is going to start there. No, he's not. he's not ready for that and probably never will be because – you know, we talked about it, that you need uh, somebody that has the speed to cover up mistakes, and he, he just doesn't have it. No. Like, he doesn't fit the typical role that the safety needs to play in this defense. So here we are a week from the draft. The Niners have no first-round pick. They still have holes on the roster. They have their best player from last season going public with a trade demand. Like, you're not wrong that this is about as bad as, of an offseason as this could have gone to this point. I think it's still salvageable, but it, it has not gone right. And there needs to be some questioning from Jed York about whether or not whoever has final say in this stuff is the right person to have final say. Well, speaking of questioning, uh, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are set to have their pre-draft yeah. press conference. That's not on, a mistake. That, on that, Monday. I don't think it's a mistake whatsoever that Debo did this right now. You think Debo's gone by that press conference on Monday? No. I See, I really think that they can work this out. 
Like I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to be overly optimistic, which I know for me is a kind of a new thing. Uh, but like, are, are you really telling me that things have gotten so bad this off season that it is irreparable? Like if you get Kyle and Debo in a room, they really can't work this out. I honestly don't know. Debo does tend, I think he's a very emotional person. Um, so he could just be right now peeved and acting out. And if you get him in the same room that he might kind of calm down, um, you know, not saying that he'll just suddenly cave on his demands, but I, I think that you could probably salvage it. Um, I mean, this, this is something that just a few days ago, people were still saying the Debo Kyle relationship is so good. I can't see him leaving. I mean, we know Debo literally could go to his coach and say, give me the ball. And his coach will get him the ball. Cause that happened. And I do think that right. there's a, a little bit here of Debo should be careful what he wishes for because, you know, he, he's never had an 80 catch season and I, I don't want to rag on Debo, but there is part of me that sits there and goes, how repeatable is a 77 catch season going for 1400 yards? Not very repeatable, especially when, you know, you see that it, it's normally a guy was just getting open 50 yards down the field constantly, not these after the catch things that Debo did. So you got to be careful because if you're not going to be utilized as a running back, are you the type of receiver that can do a hundred catches and 1300 yards consistently? Cause that's what you have to be. If you're going to be a top paid wide receiver. Now he can get there the yards because he can do the running. If you take that out of the equation, is he somebody that you're wanting to pay top of the market to me? No. Man, Debo Samuel is retweeting some of the insider tweets that have come from Jeff Darlington and Ian Rappaport about the trade request. So if you had any doubt that he wants out, I think he's solidifying this. I can't help but wonder if this is my fault, Levin. Just earlier this year, I bought my son an autographed <laughs> Debo Samuel 49ers mini helmet, which just arrived at my house earlier this month. And maybe I should have waited until the extension was signed, but now I feel like it's my fault. Yeah, there's a reason why I don't buy jerseys anymore. And this would be example 10,000 of yeah. why it's not worth the investment to me. Because too often, players either they look good and then they fall and two years later they're off the team or a situation like this happens. I buy jersey shirts. I got a t-shirt <laughs> that has the name on it. It's 20 bucks, 25 bucks. I'm not spending no 100, 150 bucks on a jersey and then this happens because of that that would just piss me off. And I feel bad for all the people that did because, you know, there's got to be literally tens of thousands that went out and bought a Debo jersey solely due to him breaking out this past season. And now we're here. Yeah. So let's dive into it a little bit, Levin. What would a trade for Debo Samuel look like? There was a report that the Jets offered the 10th overall pick to the Seahawks for DK Metcalf that the Seahawks turned down. I do not want to trade Debo Samuel. So I am naturally opposed to say no to any of these deals. Kyle and Akash were just on here and they said that if the Jets offered the 10th overall pick, they would take it. And I don't know that I would necessarily. I don't know that I necessarily think that's enough. Like, 
people fall in love with draft picks. The odds that the 49ers, whether they get one pick for Debo or five picks for Debo, the odds that they draft someone that is anywhere close to the level of player that he is are statistically almost nothing. So whatever you get back from him, I feel like you're ending up on the short end of the deal. Uh, The 10th is kind of, it has to be, or I'm not even talking to you. Um, And then I would want, I think I would probably go as low as a third round pick. If you, if you're not offering more than a third round pick as the second pick, I'm probably saying no. Like I want a little more than that 10th pick, but here's, I laid out this scenario yesterday after, you know, Debo's brother said he had demanded a trade and then backtracked it probably because his brother said, dude, shut the hell up. I got this whole media thing scheduled for tomorrow. <laughs> um, but they could trade for the 10th pick and get a se- and a second. And then they can go out and sign somebody like Jarvis Landry, who is still a free agent, and or Emmanuel Sanders. And then they don't even have to use the 10th pick on a wide receiver. And the thing I like about the 10th pick is the Niners don't need to use it. They can be sitting there at 10 and a team maybe that wants one of these quarterbacks suddenly one up and they can trade down into the late teens, maybe even the early 20s, pick up at least another second round pick and then take a player in the first round. Whether it's a wide receiver like Christian Watson late in the first or a completely different position, maybe you know the safety of their desires to fill that hole. But there is a scenario here that I kind of I, I don't mind. I would still prefer Debo, but they could end up getting a first and a second for Debo, turning that first into a later first and a whole nother second. And so then you would end up with, say, a first round pick at 20 and two second round picks. That's pretty darn valuable. And if they go out and get a free agent wide receiver on top of that, that is starting quality and adds depth for them, I don't think that they would necessarily be worse off. Now, a lot of this obviously hinges on what Lance is. And that was the point I was making yesterday on Twitter, that if Lance is the real deal, Debo doesn't matter. If Lance is a bust, then Debo doesn't matter because your franchise is screwed anyways. Now, obviously, the better chance of the scenario actually being is that Lance is in between. He's not a Patrick Mahomes, but he's not Jimmy Garoppolo bad either. And thus the nucleus around him matters. But I do like that scenario where they get somebody like Jarvis Landry and a first round pick plus two seconds. Like that's not a bad spot to be in. It's just not your ideal spot. I feel like the ultimate loser in this whole thing is Trey Lance. I mean, this poor guy was drafted onto a team that was set up to make a Super Bowl run. And instead of getting the reins to that, instead of falling into the perfect situation, he now falls into a situation where the best offensive player, the guy that would have helped him more than anybody else, wants out of town. So now you're depending on an offense that consists of George Kittle, who always misses time and sometimes disappears in the red zone, and Brandon Ayuk, who we think is going to be good, who I think is very good and could be even better with Lance, but he's unproven, to say the least. And you've got a, a cadre of running backs who look pretty good, can get hurt, but you're dealing with an offensive line that probably needs a new center, definitely needs 
some interior offensive help at the guard spot and has a right tackle in Mike McGlinchey, who's coming back from a very, very serious injury. So he went from seemingly going into a great situation in one year, now going into a situation with a lot of question marks. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, Debo has got to be careful what he wishes for, because let's say he ends up on the Jets. Well, guess what? You got Zach Wilson thrown to, you know, and the Jets also have a, a pretty good receiver core, young core coming up. And you're going to have to establish a relationship with a, with a quarterback who might already have relationships with those wide receivers. And I do think that is a very underrated dynamic to being a top receiver. If you want to be a top receiver, get 100 plus catches. You need to be the safety valve for the quarterback. You know, when the quarterback is scrambling, he's looking for you in the scrambling drill. And if you're not that guy, you're not going to put up massive, crazy numbers. And that is something that Debo has to be careful for because wide receiver, I think, is very dependent on the quarterback. You know, obviously, it's dependent on that relationship much more than people like to give credit for. Ian Rappaport just tweeted, among the teams to consider is the trade market for Debo Samuel heats up the Jets, Packers, Chiefs, Lions, and I assume most other teams who like really good players. Pretty, Who's not going to be interested in Debo Samuel? No, the that, Packers phone call doesn't even get answered. So I, That's to me. If you're the Niners, you can't trade him to the Packers. Well, maybe you answer it to say, okay, give us Aaron Rodgers. Or you answer it to say... <laughs> What's your offer? Great. Now I use that as leverage for another offer. I mean, the Jets have multiple first round picks. The Packers do have multiple first round picks. The Chiefs have multiple for can you imagine Debo Samuel with the Chiefs? Like, oh my goodness. Like that is a terrifying thought. The the other side of this is that the Niners, there's gonna be a bidding war, right? Like we talked about no one's there's not gonna be a bidding war for Jimmy Garoppolo. There will be a bidding war for Debo Samuel. That is something that does work in the 49ers' favor. So let's see how good John Lynch is or Prague or whoever's actually going to be negotiating this thing because there's no indication that it is going to be John Lynch. It could be Adam Peters for all we know. Let's see how good they are. Let's see what they can get back for him because there's going to be no shortage of teams lining up. That is something you want when you have the commodity that everybody else wants. Do you have faith that... The 49ers will maximize the return for Debo. Mm, I don't think they're willing to move him unless they get really good value. So I, I guess I would say yes. That's not because I have faith in their negotiating skills. It's because at a certain point, they're going to say, screw that. Debo's under contract. He has to play if we keep him or his career is going to be done because he gets massive fines and if he doesn't show up at all, then the year doesn't count and he's still under contract the following year. You know, I, I said uh, yesterday, the Niners have pretty much all the leverage in this situation. And I, I really do think they, they do. They have control over Debo at a cheap amount next year and they can franchise him. So the following year, like they have minimum two years control you know, I laid it out months back that they could franchise him a second time and yep. it would still be decently affordable. Now, that's changed a little bit because the wide receiver market has come up and it's based on the top paid wide receiver. So I don't know what a second year franchise tag for Debo would end up being three years from now. But, yeah, I, I do think that the Niners have a lot of leverage here. They don't have to trade him. They can call his bluff. And Debo is hurt a heck of a lot more than the 49ers are by doing that because Debo's not going to sit out all year. 
That would be a fascinating thing. Like, like Schefter said, and look, I remember I'm old enough to remember Kobe Bryant requesting a trade from the Lakers. That never happened. So if this isn't a done deal, if you're the Niners, you can say to him, look, we're just not going to do it. You're too good. We control your rights. So you either play for us or you play for nobody, but that's the situation. If you don't like it, then you don't play. Then that's your right. He has every right to not want to play. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. But if he wants to play football in the NFL, the 49ers can say, then you are playing for us. Now, I don't think that's necessarily a great situation for the locker room or for anything, because what's going to happen, let's say that that's the 49ers stance, right? And Devo says, okay, great. First game, boom, Debo bangs his knee. Oh, I'm hurt. Can't go. Sorry, I'm out. Like, you're not going to get the Debo that's fighting through what I'm sure was a zillion injuries last year to put his body on the line and sacrifice for the team. That's not the guy you're going to get anymore because you don't get that with players that are unhappy. So I don't know. Yeah, that also tanks his value, though, and he's looking for a new contract in this scenario. So, yeah, maybe. Look, you just there's a difference between somebody that's all in 100 percent and there's and somebody that's you know just trying to save themselves and rightfully so for a new contract and and that's something to consider too you know a lot of people that are are banging on Debo here do you know how many contracts NFL players sign in their career if they're lucky maybe three Three. and one of those is a rookie deal they generally cash in big on the second deal if they're a star and if you're not a quarterback that third deal is First of all, it's almost never completed. And second of all, like it's nowhere near what the second contract is. So you have to get the bag when you can get it. So all these people ripping Debo here, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong. You are in the wrong. And so I don't know what the 49ers stance here is going to be. I am fascinated to hear what they say on Monday. I don't know. I don't know that he's on the team on Monday, 11. He he might not be. So this is something I, I, I thought of that would go along that. The Niners might have to move quick, or at least the agent is going to try to make them move quick because he might not be the only client of for Debo's agent, that is, that wants a trade demand. You would think if A.J. Brown wants a trade demand, he's not going public at the same time as Debo because that hurts both of their values. No, you know what I mean? That's true. But that the- makes all, you don't want two clients of the same agent going against each other in the trade market. You know, now the trade package that the team gets back obviously doesn't actually affect the clients. It's the contracts they get. But how many teams out there have the trade assets to get a wide receiver of their quality and pay them? There's not that many teams, so you don't want them going out there. So maybe this needs to move quick. And the agent is saying, move it quick. You know, not that he has a whole lot of leverage to do that, but it could be a scenario where he wants a trade done now so that he can get A.J. Brown done either in the lead-up to the draft or on draft day. Or D.K. Metcalf. We don't know. We don't know that whole situation. And it's something that can, could need push because, at least in the 49ers situation and the Tennessee Titans situation, they, they see themselves as contenders. Seahawks, not so much. But those two teams that own these players currently, the two players that have the same agent, both have scrubbed their Instagram, those teams are yep. not going to trade them for future draft picks. They want draft picks this year because they, they're they trying to contend. This isn't a case where the draft can happen 
and then one of those players is moved for future draft picks. I don't I don't see that. If these players are being moved, it, it's for this draft, period. Gerson Perez says, give us the picks. Lots of good wide receivers coming out of this year's draft. Done with the drama this guy has created. <laughs> he didn't create the drama. The 49ers created the drama. Okay, and you can... Picks are lottery tickets, okay? It's great to have a bunch of them. It's just like the more lottery tickets you buy, your better your chances of winning are, right? But your chances of actually winning are still really freaking small. The right. chances of you drafting somebody that's near as good as Debo Samuel. And by the way, Levin, Michelle actually looked this up, Michelle Maju. Only 10 other players in the history of the NFL have reached 1,400 receiving yards on less than 80 catches. That's where Debo Samuel is. And you can you can try and say it's all Kyle Shanahan and he's scheming him open. That's a bunch of bull, okay? Go watch the games. Kyle Shanahan isn't scheming Debo Samuel running 80 yards after a catch and taking a ball to the house. Kyle Shanahan is not scheming Debo Samuel taking the ball out of the backfield and running for a 30-yard touchdown. That's not Kyle. That's Debo, Debo Samuel is literally in the argument and maybe the house leader in the argument for the player that is best with the ball in their hands. Yes. He is one of the most dangerous players in the entire NFL. Now, does Shanahan help that? Yes. That's what coaches are supposed to do, believe it or not. Every coach schemes guys open on every play. That's how plays are designed to work. But Debo is a unicorn. He is an absolute unicorn here. And the fact that the 49ers have alienated their best player, you know, I just thought of this. All we heard was how the Niners were going to work with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It's almost like the Niners have taken more care to do right by Jimmy Garoppolo than they have with Debo Samuel. How absurd is that? It's pretty absurd. I don't necessarily believe that. I think they're in the situation of we want to trade Jimmy and nobody wants him. Uh, not that they they passed up on deals just because it wasn't the right situation for Jimmy. I don't think that happened. They obviously overvalued him. And I do think the surgery, late surgery, destroyed his market. Yep. And I think they, they were probably negotiating deals and then suddenly that happens. As far as Debo goes, yes, draft pick. For every Debo Samuel draft pick you have, you got two or three minimum A.J. Jenkins, Rashawn Woods. Yeah. So God, be careful what you enough. wish for. Yep. But – and they may not have a choice but to go that route. I will say, though, uh, yeah, Debo has some blame here for the drama because his demeanor, his, what he's been tweeting and posting on Instagram, you know, I, I railed on him la- on our show last week for it. I, I don't care for that crap. Him posting just the eye emojis and then saying, ah, it's not football related, you know, a day later after everybody freaks out. You know, he's done things like that multiple times this offseason, which, by the way, yeah, looks like it was football related. Yeah, it's Those emojis were probably the first contract offer where he was offered like $16 million a year, and he was like, whoa, screw this team. But, yeah, I mean, he has some blame here for the drama because if this was the first thing we had heard, yeah, he wouldn't have blame. But this is like the fourth or fifth time fans and media have gone, uh-oh, what's going on between Debo and the 49ers because of things Debo has done. The question I want to know is why though, why is Debo unhappy? Cause like you said, it seemed like they were in such a good spot last season. Like I said, we don't, we don't know where the blame lies yet. If Debo is demanding 25 million a year with a hundred million guaranteed, 
and he's not budging, the 49ers need to move him. If Debo is willing to do a, a deal that's similar to Tyree Kill, okay, you can't really blame him. You might not want to pay that, but you can't blame him. That's kind of what his market is. That's what he deserves. And if the 49ers are sticking, saying, we're not going over $20 million, which is what they did with DeForest Buckner, then you would have to place blame on the 49ers for that situation because they're not recognizing what the market is. And the market is you got to pay him $23 million a year. There's too much unknown now to know who's truly at blame, whether the player has ridiculous demands or whether the team is just refusing to come to a level that is fair. It's something we might not ever know for sure what side was wrong. It might be a situation where neither side is wrong. It is amazing to me that we are a week away from the NFL draft and Debo Samuel might have just days left on the 49ers roster. I think that if he's going to get traded, I don't know that he's on the team on Monday because if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to sit there, the whole press conference, forget the draft. The whole press conference is going to be about Debo. What happened with Debo? It should be. It's, well, yeah, that's true. Given the 49ers press corps, who the hell knows that the whole thing, you know, I do this thing before Niners press conferences, questions I want asked. I mean, my first question, forget John Lynch. I'm asking Kyle everything because I don't give a crap what John Lynch has to say. Kyle, what happened with Debo Samuel? Why was it so good last season? And now seemingly it's so bad. What is what was the team's first offer to him? And, you know, because I want to see he's now he's not going to say what that is, but. I still want to ask the question. I want to make him refuse to answer it. No, see, Kyle. the first question I ask him is, Kyle, how does the offense change without Debo? Because what he answers there will tell you where the team is. If he says, I am not putting any thought into what the offense is like without Debo yet, that tells you, okay, this team is trying to salvage it. If he answers, well, things would change but it's still the same offense, you know, and, and he basically says, yeah, Debo might not be part of it. Well, that tells you the team is truly looking to move on. You know what I mean? If you ask him that and make him answer, then his answer tells you whether or not in his mind, Debo's going to be here next year or not. You know, you brought up the thing about the 49ers press corps. It's interesting that this news was not broken by Matt Barrows <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Matt Mayoko or Tim Kawakami or Chris Biederman or well, Jennifer Lee Chan. Who was you know, it broken it, by? You Jeff now Darley. know who has what sources. Adam Schefter's source is a team source. That was what that was yesterday. The team probably received the trade demand and tried to get out ahead of it without going public with the trade demand. Now you have Jeff Darlington going public with the trade demand directly from Debo Samuel. So that tells you Schefter has not got this agent as a source or the player he's got a team source so you know where it falls now if adam schefter is tweeting something about the 49ers you know in all likelihood it's a team source you can move forward with that scenario uh and the team probably went outside their normal beat writers because they didn't want they wanted deniability if mayoko comes out and says what schefter said yesterday or it says you know things aren't all great between Debo and the 49ers then you know for a fact it was probably John Lynch calling Mayoko and they probably don't want it to be that transparent 
they want some deniability because they can sit back and say, no, it wasn't us that talked to Schefter when it pretty clearly is. So I find it interesting the avenues that all this news has come out and the order that it's come out. Pretty clear yeah. that Debo won, did his trade demand yesterday. You know, with, with with the reports that we had yesterday, plus his brother going public with it. Well, the reports are that it, it came out that it, he requested it a week ago, apparently, but it didn't become public until yesterday. How about this? Uh, this is... I'm hesitant to even bring this up, but I have to point it out because it's so stupid. David Lombardi. Debo Samuel had the most drops in the NFL last season. It's his ability to demolish defenders in space that's made him so valuable. That value has been unlocked by Shanahan's usage. But Samuel now says he has concerns with that usage. Shut the hell up, man. You are such a shill, David Lombardi. You do a disservice to every 49ers fan that follows you or reads anything you write. You make fans dumber. That is such a ridiculous, dumb take. And you should know better, David. I'm tired of this crap, man. That is such a pathetic take. For three years, he has been pining, trying to get a front office job again. Like, that's what I take this. his stances are. It is always the team, the team, the team. And the moment something happens, then he will always take whatever team angle he thinks is best. I think it's because he's trying to make buddies with these front office people so he can get back into a front office. Like it, it just he, he drives me nuts because, uh, you know, a week ago, like I said, he tweeted at me saying, you know, the team will get the thing done in July, basically. And those are just the facts. That's how things work that they, they don't do contracts until the deadline approaches. You know, that's what he tweeted at me. And then here we are a week later, he's throwing Debo under the bus to try to prop up the team. I just, I can't take it anymore. It's, it's abs- We do this stupid thing where we love guys, we love guys, we love guys, and then they show dissatisfaction with the team, and all of a sudden they stunk, they were never good. Like, you can't have it both ways. Devo's either really good or he's not. Whether he's happy with the 49ers or not doesn't change his physical ability on the field. We have seen that, and the 49ers will be worse offensively next season because of losing Debo Samuel, I, I'm still holding out hope, Levin. Hope against hope that somehow this can be fixed. Well, we're going to know within a week. Well, not right. within a week. We're going to know in eight days from this live show because uh, we're recording on Wednesday. If he's not traded Thursday night, he's not getting traded. I, I, I don't agree. see. I don't think they're trading him for second round picks. I don't I, see them going and bypassing the whole first round and then pulling the trigger on like a Jets offer. Why? Why would you wait? To me, if they're taking the Jets' offer of all those second-round picks, they're doing it to get back into the first round, and they're going to take some of those second-round picks to get into the first round. So the Niners Nation draft plan was to do a Twitter space Thursday night because we didn't have a first-round pick and then do a live show the second day of the draft because that's when the 49ers are going to be active. Well, that that whole plan's going in the trash right now. I, mean, I don't know what the hell we're going to be doing on draft night because this changes everything. This Debo thing changes everything. And man, if you put a, I was just thinking, if you put a bet in on the win total for the 49ers, like, honestly, I, I think that I can't make any conclusions about how good this team is going to be next year because I think that the whole trajectory of 2022 is now different. Mm, I don't go that far. It depends on, like I said, if they go out and get a Landry, draft a Christian Watson. I don't, I don't think they're all that much worse off. If, if Christian Watson was so good, why couldn't he dominate 
in college. He didn't dominate. If he's, you know, I know he runs really fast and jumps Just really high. One example, I mention him because fans are all over him. Doesn't have to be him. If they get a late first round draft pick wide receiver and they sign somebody like Jarvis Landry, I think that wide receiver core is still really good. You know, not to say that's not saying Debo isn't a great player. He obviously is, but there are options here where they still have a really, really good core for Lance to throw to. And we don't know how much of an upgrade Lance is going to be from the quarterback. Well, he better be damn good. The pr- the, the pressure keeps he has to be damn good no matter what. It doesn't matter. Like he wouldn't have to be as good. He has with to be Debo. really good no matter what, or the franchise isn't going to win a Super Bowl. He wouldn't have to be as good with Debo. Because He's still going to have to be good enough to win a Super Bowl, one way or the other. Oh He's either going to be good enough to be a difference maker in the playoffs. Or he's not going to be good enough, and the team's still in the same spot where they don't have the difference maker in the playoffs, and that means they can't win a Super Bowl. So we'll find out more about the 49ers and what's going to be in the next seven days. Yeah, I already know when it's going to happen. I'm going to a baseball. Yeah, I'm going to a baseball game before the draft. I'm going to be sitting watching the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I'm going to be sitting there. My phone's going to go off and I'm going to look and it's going to be Debo traded in the lead up to the draft that night. So I'm going to the baseball game the afternoon prior to the first round. So that's when it's going to happen. It's going to be when I'm stuck at baseball game, uh, taking my daughter to her first baseball game and I'm not going to be able to join anything. I'm just going to have to sit here with all my opinions <laughs> and not be able to get them out and not have a vent to, to you know utilize until, what, a full week later? Boy, the rest of us will be so much worse off without your and it, and it will completely destroy our pod for that day because we're going to record <laughs> Wednesday probably and maybe we push that and try to record Thursday morning, but I doubt it because I'm going to be busy because uh, the game's at like noon and it's going to end up our pod's scheduled to be dropped at you know one two o'clock in the afternoon and boom noon Debo's traded. Yeah, I, I think it's honestly it's an all hands on deck situation from now until Debo gets moved if he gets moved. Yeah, you might see me in the crowd. I might be doing one of these things in the crowd. Kyle and Akash said it. This team is never boring. They're just not. It's not in them. It's not always good news as we've seen, but it's always interesting. And and it's here we are again, where the 49ers are a week away from the NFL draft and they could potentially be moving their best offensive skill player. No matter what happens, good, bad, ugly, Levin, you'll be here. I'll be here. Everybody at Niners Nation, Akash, Kyle, Javi, Leo, who's not feeling right now, uh, feeling well right now, but Leo, get well soon, man. Uh, Michelle, we're all going to be here. We will break everything down for you. If anything happens with a trade, we will go live. We will be on the air. We always want to interact with you as well. It's a perfect time. Rate, review, follow the uh, the Niners Nation podcast network, and uh, we'll see, Levin. It's, it's going to be one hell of a ride. Right. Well, one thing's guaranteed. It's going to be bad with you around. So, okay. That was unnecessary. <laughs> Way to end the show with a shot. That's good. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Try to take some deep breaths and we'll see where it goes from here, but buckle up.